It's Tuesday, January 18, 2010. The sun rises two days early. BP expanding deep water drilling. Carbon capture project fails in Canada. Obama's new regulations to help U.S. businesses. Plus, Eisenhower's other warning 50 years ago this week. You and I and our government must avoid the impulse to live only for today, plundering for our own ease and convenience the precious resources of tomorrow. All of that and more straight ahead. I'm Brad Friedman of bradblog.com. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Why isn't Iraq paying us back with oil and paying every American family and their soldiers that lost loved ones or have injured soldiers? And why didn't they pay for their own liberation? You know, we have every right to go in there and frankly take all their oil uh, and make them pay for the liberation. Yeah, those sons of guns still don't understand it's our oil under their sand. Eh, Sean Hannity? They better be careful or we might liberate them some more. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Des, a busy week already underway in the green news world. So what do you got for us today? Well, in Greenland, the sun rose two days early this year. What? Bizarre but true. Greenland is located so far north that in winter it spends several weeks in total darkness. The sun always returns on January 13th, except for this year. Residents of the town of Jacobshaven were shocked to see the sun peeking over the horizon two days earlier this year on January 11th. No, the tilt of the Earth's axis has not suddenly shifted. Researchers say it will take some time to definitively know why, but the prevailing theory at the moment is that the accelerated melting of Greenland's glaciers due to warmer temperatures has lowered the horizon. Really? Yes. Fascinating story. Greenland's temperatures are now six degrees higher than average. BP is expanding deep water drilling around the world. It's been just four months since BP's runaway well in the Gulf of Mexico was finally killed off with cement, and only a week since the National Oil Spill Commission blamed BP for putting profits over safety. But that's long enough for BP, Australia, and Russia. To put profits over safety. Well, yeah, sort of. BP announced this week an agreement with the government of Australia to drill for oil in deep water off their southern coast. BP this week also announced a partnership with Russia's state-owned oil company Company for deep water drilling in the harsh extremes of the Arctic Ocean, where the U.S. National Oil Spill Commission report said last week the offshore industry is desperately unprepared to stop a spill. Australian environmentalists are outraged. Careful, Australia. Don't make us liberate you. Disturbing news for supporters of carbon capture technology. Carbon capture and storage is still in the experimental stages. It consists of capturing carbon dioxide pollution from coal-fired power plants and injecting it, storing it, in deep underground formations for thousands of years as a way to continue burning cheap coal without contributing to global warming. But a problem that detractors have warned about may be occurring. A farmer in central Canada whose land lies over the world's largest carbon capture and storage project says the greenhouse gases appear to be seeping from the soil, killing animals and bringing groundwater foaming to the surface like soda. The company that owns the project says the CO2 seepage is natural, but it's conducting testing to determine the source. Isn't this part of Barack Obama's fanciful clean coal technology that they're going to bury this carbon and uh, that way we don't have to worry about it? And we've spent billions in taxpayer dollars on it. What could possibly go wrong? 
Speaking of President Barack Obama, he announced on Tuesday he is ordering a government-wide review of regulations with the goal of eliminating outdated regulations that hurt job creation and make the U.S. economy less competitive worldwide. Those, those job-killing regulations? Apparently. Okay. Obama announced the executive order in an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal on Tuesday as part of a push to address complaints from the U.S. Chamber of Commerce that his administration is hostile to business interests. Obama says the executive order, quote, requires that federal agencies ensure that regulations protect our safety, health, and environment while also promoting economic growth. How is it that Obama is hostile to the business environment? Over the past year, corporations have shown an all-time record profit, and yet somehow Obama is hostile to business? I guess unless he becomes a Republican, he is automatically hostile. Smartly said. Finally, 50 years ago on Monday, President Dwight D. Eisenhower gave his farewell address as president, a speech highlighted this week by many in the media for his famous warning about the dangers of the growing, quote, unwarranted influence of the military-industrial complex. Curiously, what is less well-known and is never covered is Eisenhower's only other warning in that speech. As we peer into society's future, we, you and I, and our government, must avoid the impulse to live only for today, plundering for our own ease and convenience the precious resources of tomorrow. We cannot mortgage the material assets of our grandchildren without risking the loss also of their political and spiritual heritage. Yeah, well, so much for that warning too, Ike. For more on that, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. While you're there, please hit that PayPal button. We are listener-supported radio. We rely on you, not the corporations, to stay on the air and continue telling the truth about your green future over our public mainstream airwaves. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. Here comes the sun. Here comes the sun. I say it's all right.